This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's go there. With Shira and Ryan. Entertainment. Music. Pop culture. LGBT plus news. Let's go there. Start now. Hello and happy Monday. What's going on, everyone? Yes, who's back, back, back. He's homophobic, so let's not sing Eminem, but she's back. (laughs) Yes, I am. How was it last week? I did miss you all. I realized after, uh, I think, two days of being in Hawaii, I was like, oh, yeah, they've been There's doing no a radio show. I'd rather be. What's going on? I'm going to text There's them no and see what's I'd going on. Be. I should probably check in with them and see if everything is going well. I mean, you know, the show must go on. You <laughs> know, course. I want to know more about how Hawaii was. It was fun. It was great. I I'm like becoming this beach baby. Like, I just want to hang out on the beach. Like, Isn't I don't even need to do, do anything. Already? Uh, but th- this is new for me. Like, I was never that person. You live west side. Well, yeah. But, like, I'm becoming more of it as I get older, and it's strange. Well, I get it. The, the beach uh-huh. is everything. The beach is, is so, ro- like, romantic. It can be relaxing. It's all these things. I agree. But you know what? I did um, discover one thing on my vacation with my partner. Okay. While he's an outdoorsman, he doesn't like the beach. What? Yeah. <laughs> I literally discovered this on wow. my vacation in he? Hawaii. The spawn of Satan. I mean, yeah, he was just like, I'm just not a beach person. I was like, we've been to what the beach does that before. Even mean? I never understand when people say they're not a beach people. Um, he's it's more of a mountain water. guy. I know. He's like the beach to me. Every beach is the same. Every mountain is different. And I was like, okay. And we had to get the, that was like a thing to go through on my vacation. Wow, I would have broke up with him then. And there. <laughs> I mean, it's been debated. It would have been over. I was like, well, what are you gonna do? Because I love the beach. And so it was nice. He was with me. I was kind of just, you know, the child running around, and he was in the shade. Really? <laughs> was he in the water with you? He came in when he when it was a certain temperature. If it wasn't too wavy, like he's very specific. I was wow. like, where did this come from? So what? You broke up with him. And you hate him now. I'm single now. No, <laughs> no uh, you know, you you have to. Uh, what's it called? Choose your battles. No, you do. You really do. But I think it's so interesting when you go on yes. uh, vacation with someone and you find out everything. You, you discover things a year later. Always <sighs> something new. But overall, I uh, rec- recommend everyone go on vacation if they can. If you can, take a vacay. Do it. It's good for you. But we've got a lot coming up. We're going to be talking about main character syndrome. What is it and how to deal with it? 4.25 p.m. Pacific, 7.25 p.m. Eastern. Plus an upcoming memoir from a royal. Details in the T-Report in a moment. 
But first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. During a White House press briefing, Rochelle Walensky, director of the CDC, said the seven-day average of coronavirus infections soared nearly 70 percent in just one week. The seven-day average for hospitalizations and, um, has also increased, climbing about 36 percent. This is sad and scary. I have friends talking about getting the Delta variant. So it's happening. Speaking They're talking about getting it? Yeah, like I hit up someone who I hadn't heard from. I was like, like are you there? They no, they've it. gotten it. Oh, they've gotten it? Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Wow. Are they vaccinated? Yep. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's happening. Mm-hmm. It is happening. And Gotta uh, be careful. Speaking of that, the White House is coming out about how social media companies like Facebook are responsible for COVID and vaccine misinformation. Here's Biden. Facebook isn't telling people. These 12 people are out there giving misinformation. Anyone listening to it is getting hurt by it. It's killing people. It's bad information. My hope is that Facebook, instead of taking it personally, that somehow I'm saying Facebook is killing people, that they would do something about the misinformation, the outrageous misinformation about the vaccine. That's what I meant. All right. So Mark Zuckerberg, this is a hint of what's to come. I think White House is going to be hitting them up again and holding them accountable for that. And finally, with just four days to go until the opening ceremony, the COVID-19 pandemic is hitting Tokyo Summer Olympics hard. Officials have reported at least 12 new coronavirus cases connected with the Games since Sunday, including a U.S. gymnast and the first cases among athletes inside the Olympic Village. Yeah, maybe they should have postponed it. Yeah. Now I feel like at this point, you're like, Like. people have prepared for it, and now they can't even go because they have COVID. So it would have sucked to, like stop it right or end it but now you're gonna have people not able to go anyway it's a mess i mean yeah they gotta they gotta figure it out he is a mess okay that was what's trending this hour what's happening in entertainment news right oh my god britney spears spent her weekend calling out her little sister jamie lynn spears it is time for the t-report those pop culture stories trending right now oh my god i just did the wrong story by accident <laughs> it's okay. I'll still do the Britney story. The other story was pretty good, too. Um, but luckily, okay. So here it is. It all began earlier in the day when Jamie Lynn shared a trio of selfies in front of a mirror rocking a red dress and some kind of makeup or wardrobe. She captioned the picture saying this, May the peace of the Lord be with you and your spirit. About 10 hours later, Britney seemed to reference that post and it's captioned with a post of her own sharing a video uh, showing herself dancing to Billie Eilish's bad guy. And Britney's caption was, P.S. Red rose and she like did three rose emojis um she said this is bad guy part two same song new dance if you don't like it don't watch and then she continued on going in another post saying for those of you who choose to criticize my dancing videos look i'm not going to be performing on any stages anytime soon with my dad handling what i wear say do or think she goes on and says and no i'm not going to put on heavy makeup and try on stage um, and not be able to do the real deal with remixes of my songs for years and begging to put my new music in my show for my fans, so I quit. And then here's the Jamie Lynn Spears part. She says, I don't like that uh, my sister showed up at an award show and performed my songs to remixes. My so-called support system hurt me deeply. I don't know what's happening. Um, yeah. Brittany, a lot of her fans are actually, it's really interesting, are saying that it's not her, right? Like, 
on mm-hmm. our Instagram, people are saying that she's being really aggressive right now. And who knows if it is her, who knows if it's not. But they got some girl who they think it is. And they and that girl's Instagram and Twitter have gone private. And so that story huh? is wild. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. I don't know what's going on with the whole Britney thing. But uh, I got more Tea Report coming up next hour. I'm feeling her dancing, though. I love she's like, if you don't like it, then just delete me or whatever. Unfollow me. I wonder if her dancing... I always wonder this, real quick as we wrap up. I wonder, Britney Spears is obviously a dancing girl, but what if her dancing was always bad and this is just what it was? And we just had a different filter. Yeah, we had a different thought (laughs) process. Or it was just choreographed kind of way. Right, that's why I'm like, what if it was always bad? Oh my God, it's like uh, one of those movies. All right. Coming up, LA has reinstated the mask mandate because of the rise of COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations. But what's next? Well, we've got the assistant to the mayor of LA joining us for that right after this. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Los Angeles County has reinstated mask mandates after the rise in COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations. Here to share more is Wylam Weiss, assistant to the mayor of L.A. Wylam, welcome back under not-so-good circumstances. Unfortunately, but yes, thank you for having me on today. So how bad are things right now to start this mask mandate again? So we want to make it clear that we are not anywhere near the numbers that we saw at the peak around January, maybe even early February. But the numbers are bad enough now that we have to start looking at some kinds of regulations again. The fact that our our positivity rate is above 3% again, and we've reported now over 1,000 positive cases of COVID, indicates that we need to take some kind of a measurement to control the spread of this new Delta variant. So what's mm. the plan on getting people back you know, into the, the, the motion of like, all right, we have to kind of wear a mask again. We have to, you know, do what we were doing because at this point when we opened up, everyone was like, oh, we're back in normal life. So what's y'all's plan on trying to get people back into that mind frame? Well, honestly, at this point, we're relying on the good judgment of the people of the county and the city of Los Angeles. Uh, many so far have actually accepted and are willing to work and continue wearing their masks. We are doing high encouragement uh, we're also pushing the fact that vaccinations will be the best way to get out of the mask mandate again. So the faster we can get people vaccinated to the numbers that we need, the faster we can get rid of the mask mandates again. Because the Delta variant, unfortunately, is a highly contagious variant. And this is becoming a significant problem. That's why we're hoping that people can understand that the masks are not a punitive measurement. They are not a punitive measurement. They are a protective measurement. And the best protection at this point to end the mask mandate again would be simply to please go get your vaccinations as soon as possible. Yeah, because according to reports, there's about 4 million county residents who are not vaccinated. So what is going to be done to deal with this discrepancy? Is there going to be a new campaign, new incentives? Like what is L.A. County going to do? The city of Los Angeles and the county of Los Angeles are actually both working with the Biden administration and with social media companies to combat a lot of the false information that is going around with these vaccines. Because the simple fact is that the vaccines are extremely safe. And yes, there is a problem with that. Only 56 percent of total L.A. County has been fully vaccinated and only about 67 percent have at least had one dose of the vaccine. Let's also not forget 99.6% of those who are testing positive or are ill with COVID right now are actually just the unvaccinated. So we're asking people 
to use their good judgment, to understand that not everything on social media is accurate, that you can rely on the websites through county and through city and even through the federal websites. These vaccines have been tested over and over and over again. They are extremely safe and they are highly effective, particularly even against the Delta variant. I mean, this is kind of uh, not a pivot, but I know uh, Governor Newsom is going through like a recall as well. Do you think this is going to help him? Because we're kind of going back into somewhat of like this weird COVID phase and people are probably going to be pissed about it. It's understandable. And it's not exactly a regression that any politician wants to deal with. Uh, Overall, if we can get this under control in the right amount of time, Gavin Newsom should be able to fare this well. But it's not something easy to say when California, which was doing extremely well, is starting to tick back up again. To be fair, though, every single state in the union at this point is showing a significant increase in numbers. This is not a position that is unique to California. But we understand that there is an agonizing part of all of this. And that's why we're working as hard as possible with the people in the state and in the city and in the county to get through this as quickly as possible. But we do know that the vaccines do work because we're nowhere near the numbers that we were back in early part of 2021. So the vaccines clearly are having a significant impact. We're just trying to help those right now who are clearly not vaccinated at this point. Uh, Can I just ask if, if this continues to increase these cases, what happens do you start closing inside, indoors at these venues? Are we going back on lockdown yeah. too? Which, honestly, my wallet would really prefer yeah. me to go back on lockdown. <laughs> so if y'all, are, if y'all are down for it, I'm down for it. A few of us actually would they actually prefer just to spend a little bit less money. But yes, I understand. Um, that's going to have to be done on a county-to-county basis at this point. The state really has pulled back a lot of the major statewide restrictions, uh, particularly as vaccination rates continue to uh, work their way through. Uh, This will be done in a county and the county will have to decide ultimately what is to be done. But we're hoping at least the mass will begin to stabilize the numbers so we won't have to start going to more extremes. And we believe that we won't actually have to. We do believe in the good judgment of the citizens of the county and the city that they will see that this is a somewhat urgent matter and it needs to be taken care of quickly. And we will take care of it quickly. All right. Well, that is the hope. That was Wylam Weiss, assistant to the mayor of L.A. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me on. Next up, what's the truth behind who's actually getting this COVID-19 variant? We break that down next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. As the numbers continue to go up around COVID-19, the CDC has come out about how those 25 and under who are unvaccinated are getting the variant. But what about everyone else? Back with us is Dr. Amesh Adalja, an infectious diseases expert. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So can you explain who exactly is getting this? Because there's a lot of misinformation being spread on social media. Like there was someone that I follow that was saying how those who are 25 and up who are vaccinated are getting it more. When I said, well, no, it's those who are unvaccinated. He just said, well, no, that's only 25 and under. Break it down for us. What's going on? Right now, COVID-19 is basically a pandemic of the unvaccinated. When we see COVID cases, they are primarily occurring in people who have not been vaccinated, either because they procrastinated or or because they haven't gotten around to it. So if you're a fully vaccinated individual, it's rare that you're going to contract COVID-19. There have been some breakthrough cases. Breakthrough cases occur. But again, they're very, very rare and very mild. This is largely 
and almost entirely, I would say, something that's happening in the unvaccinated populations. Are they happening more so because an NBC News uh, article said that they're happening more so to uh, folks older than 65 who have kind of weakened immune systems? Is that something that we're seeing where these moments, these rare moments pop up? Breakthrough infections are are rare in any population, but when they do occur, it it may be that individuals who didn't respond strongly to the vaccine, maybe because they have a compromised immune system, maybe because they have multiple medical problems, maybe because they're elderly, that's where breakthrough infections are more likely to occur. But the the non-breakthrough infections, the ordinary infections that are occurring, I mean, what we're seeing is that's where the Delta variant is really taking off in those populations that don't have vaccine, that have not been vaccinated. So as an expert in this field, what are your thoughts right now with where we're at? It depends on the location that that you're talking about. So in the United States, we've done a fairly good job generally at vaccinating our high-risk population. So those above the age of 65, about 80% of them are fully vaccinated. And those are the individuals who have the highest risk for hospitalization. However, when when you look at where those individuals are, it's it's likely that there there are places in this country where there are pockets of unvaccinated individuals that reside together. So places like Missouri, and there's enough of them clustered together that those Delta variant cases that are occurring in the unvaccinated are translating into hospitals having some stress. But for many parts of the country, what we've seen is a decoupling of cases from hospitalizations and deaths because so many high-risk individuals have been vaccinated. So what we're seeing is a regional problem now with COVID-19 rather than a systemic one. Interesting. I I guess I'm just not convinced because obviously there's been reports of people saying, well, if people are still getting back or people are still getting COVID-19, then what's the point of getting vaccinated? So I'm 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 so worried about Mm -hmm. the misinformation that is out there that we're not going to convince people to even go get vaccinated or to go back and put their mask on once mask mandates kind of happen like it is um, happening here in Los Angeles. I think it's important to clarify that people who are vaccinated are not getting COVID. There are some breakthrough cases, but that's a, it's a decimal point and a couple of zeros. But that seems to be what everybody focuses on, the, that 0.003% of breakthrough infections, not the 99.99% plus that are, are protected after being vaccinated. And you have to remember that the goal of the vaccines wasn't to drive cases to zero. The goal of the vaccine was to do three things, stop serious disease, stop hospitalizations and stop deaths. That's why you should be vaccinated, because it protects you from getting severe illness. That's all we've ever asked of the vaccine. I think people have kind of moved the goalposts on the vaccines, because what we're trying to do is make COVID like a a more manageable respiratory virus, like influenza, because the the vaccine kind of defangs it or tames it. And, And I think that's what should be pushing people to get vaccinated. When it comes to mask mandates in Los Angeles County, I disagree that vaccinated people need to be wearing masks. There's no evidence that vaccinated people are spreading this or that the virus is a threat to them. The unvaccinated individuals in high-risk situations should be wearing masks, but for vaccinated people, there's no science to show that the vaccine is failing in them. Yeah, wow. I think it would have been so. Look at that. That was I mean, controversial this, statement. Here's the thing. No, I mean, this is the most passionate I've heard, like I've ever heard. But, but you know what? I think it would be harder to implement. No, no it, wasn't, it wasn't controversial. That, that this is just accepted facts. It's just that there's so many people that misunderstand it. Yeah, no, agreed. I think it would be harder to implement of just saying if you're vaccinated, because at that point, anyone can just do it whatever they want. So they just decide, just keep everyone, keep your mask on until we figure this out. 
you have to remember in Los Angeles County, we don't have hospitals. They're not hearing about hospitals that are in crisis. Mm-hmm. That's the real trigger for, for public health problems, for public health interventions. Cases are going to exist. Five years yeah. from now, there's going to be COVID cases. It's not something that can be eradicated or eliminated. So in places where high-risk populations are vaccinated and you're not hearing about hospitals getting stressed, cases aren't, don't have the same meaning as cases, for example, in Springfield, Missouri, where there's high-risk individuals who are not vaccinated. So that's why I think the Los Angeles County decision is wrong. All right. There you go. That was Dr. Amesh Adalja, an infectious diseases expert. Thanks again. Thank you. Coming up, the video of a young girl after a shooting this weekend that is breaking everyone's hearts. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. So this video went viral over the weekend of this young girl being interviewed after this shooting that broke out at this stadium. Right, Nationals Park. And the interview is just heartbreaking. Take a listen. I just saw people looking that way, and I didn't know what was going on until I heard someone say, get down, so I just started going under the seats. Oh my gosh, how are you feeling? Uh, it was my second shooting, so I was kind of prepared, because I always am expecting something to happen. How are you feeling? Well, it's my second shooting, so, you know, I'm used to it. Yeah, we don't know how old she is, but my thing is, it's really sad that that is kind of like the new reality for uh-huh. for this next generation of just kids and just people in general. I think um, for that to be the new norm, I, I will say for context, it does seem like she's a, like a little girl of color and like her guardian or whoever the adult figure next to her was kind of like either a person of color like um and so i feel like that's kind of a conversation that you already have to have especially if you're black living in this country um and so i think it's still it doesn't i guess yes you have those conversations but it doesn't mean that it's not as heartbreaking to know that she's just expecting like oh there's a mass shooting and this is my second one so why would i not kind of be prepared mentally physically and emotionally for this it's like why is she learning these lessons 
Um, and so many other young kids are yeah. learning these lessons at such young ages. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's disappointing. It's normal for kids to have in their schools these preparations, right? These, uh, you know, practice emergencies, right? Like, did you, you oh, had yeah. that for earthquakes, maybe? Well, or no, hurricanes, mine, mine or was tornadoes. Tornadoes, yeah. yeah. Which is so stupid because when you think about tornado practice, it's like you... Um, like in a corner on your knees, like hovering up when I know a tornado is looking at us like, y'all look stupid. I'm coming. I'm killing all of you. If, if I, I always if wondered I that, like go into these spaces. Like, I guess you're supposed to go under, uh, to, can, please, call, can you call us or DM us at LGT show if we are wrong? But you're supposed no, I, to. I mean, when we were, I, we I were feel like I should notice because I live in California also for an earthquake. You're told to go under something where you could be under it. So if it I thought it was like the middle of something. The middle. So like the middle of like a doorway or, or a like, table. I never heard of that cheer. I don't. I don't know what cheer is listening. I've, I've, I've been taught. God, but. I'm gonna not. <laughs> not good things are gonna happen to me if anything happens. But yes, in the end, uh, this is just horrible, and I hope that Congress does something about this because this should not be the new norm for anyone, let alone the next generation. We can do much better. I mean, that's going to continue to happen as long as we continue to see Republicans politicizing and, 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 and them caring more about their guns instead of the lives like this little girl who's preparing herself for like basically death at any point. Mm-hmm. That's what she's doing. Yeah. Well, let us know what you think at LGT Show. Again, is where you can find us on social media. But coming up, the upcoming memoir from a member of the royal family. More details next on What's Trending This Hour. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Coming up on the show, why do you get anxious about after having a hangover? Not just about having a hangover, but we're here to help in 30 minutes. Who gets anxious after having a hangover? I just feel sick. I've had a bit of anxiety when I wake up uh, and I'm hungover. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And actually my ex, who you know also would always get anxiety after a hangover, or when they had a hangover. Well, if you... That kind of makes sense for Yeah, him. including if you're binge drinking. You're like, what am I doing with well, my I'm life? I'm about to tell his all his business. Okay. He's still anonymous. Oh, that's true. That's you just true. know he's a he. Okay, oh, that's God. in 30 minutes. I hope he doesn't minutes. listen to, randomly listen to the podcast. What so, if he's like, I miss you. I want to randomly listen to Let's Go There. I don't think it's going Wow. Happen. Plus, he didn't even listen to it when we were dating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's moved on, people. I swear she's happy. Plus, uh, details on the upcoming memoir from one of the royals. Stick around for that and the tea report in a moment. But first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. For the first time in 20 years, the Senate Rules Committee held a field hearing, this time in Atlanta, to discuss voting rights as Democrats push for federal reform after sweeping legislation in Georgia and, of course, GOP-led legislators across the country, which Democrats are arguing will make it harder for voters to cast their ballots. Here is Senator Warnock. Since January, nearly 400 bills that would restrict voting have been introduced in 48 states, passed in 19 states. And as we speak, the Texas legislature is trying to become the next state. We Americans live in a great house that democracy built. Right now, that house is on fire. Speaking of which, A 38-year-old man from Florida is set to become the first one to actually go to prison for the January 6th Capitol riots attacks. Paul Allard Hodgkins was sentenced to eight months in federal prison after facing a potential 20-year max sentence. He pleaded guilty last month to one felony count of obstructing Congress 
after he breached the Senate chamber. He was wearing a Trump shirt, took a selfie that showed uh, who became the QAnon shaman, who was also awaiting trial in the background. So yeah, got famous for that. And finally, Matthew George, the co-host of the podcast She Rates Dogs, has died at the age of 26. George's death was announced by his co-host, Michaela Auckland, over the weekend. The LAPD reports that his death is because of a hit-and-run collision in Beverly Hills. The collision occurred um, 2.20 in the morning, and he died at the scene. Uh, This is what she said about what happened. I don't really have any other words right now. This is from his co-host. I wish I could contact everybody who knows him personally, but the news is already out and I just can't do it right now. Very sad news, of course, when a member, um, anyone but a member of the community passes and someone who was using his voice to create change and impact and entertain a lot of people. So sending lots of love to those impacted by the passing of Matthew George. That was What's Trending This Hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Okay, so get ready for the most explosive book of the decade. It's time for the T-Report, those pop culture stories trending right now. Prince Harry has been secretly writing a memoir for nearly a year and that he sold it to Penguin Random House, the publishing company. So basically, a manuscript was due to be turned in in August, but as the lives of Harry and wife Meghan Markle continue to kind of be engulfed in all of this drama, the deadline for this, I mean, intense memoir was pushed back into October. Here's what Harry said in a statement once the news dropped. He said, I'm writing this not as the prince I was born, but as the man I have become. I've worn many hats over the years, both literally and figuratively, and my hope is that in telling my story, the highs and the lows, the mistakes, the lessons learned, I can help show that no matter where we come from, we have more in common than we think. I hope Mm. he puts in that book who basically called his child Darkie. I really want to know. You would think that he's going to He didn't want to say it with Oprah. If he is not going to say it with Oprah, why would you not put it in the book? Who was questioning the color of your child's skin? Put it in the book or don't waste my time. Keep it on the playground, Mr. Prince Harry. If you're not going to tell the whole truth and just give us the tea, then I don't want to know about it. But I'm happy that he's speaking out. Yeah, he's come a long way. Some people want him to keep his mouth shut. I'm sure. But, you know, he's who he is. I mean, that's probably not going to happen. And he's got to make money. Like, he's not getting money. Oh, my money God. He is, he, first of all, he'll be just fine. <laughs> it feels that way, but then they acted like they he'll couldn't be afford just... their bodyguards. I was starting to feel very bad. Well, I mean, I could understand at that point where he was poor. But now I think with all the deals and the board, you know, he's on boards of companies and stuff, he's fine. That's your T Report. Let us know what you think at LGT Show Everywhere. And I got more T Report coming up next hour. Well, next up on the show, how airlines are dealing with unruly passengers and how that will change your upcoming flight experience. That's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. The Federal Aviation Administration has gotten more than 3,400 reports of unruly passengers this year, forcing them to enforce more strict guidelines and training for flight staff. It's dangerous out there or up there. Yeah. In the up sky. There in the sky. <laughs> yeah. Michael Laris joins us right now, who writes about the transformation of the U.S. transportation system at the Washington Post. Thanks for being here. Oh, hey, Michael. Hi. Hi. So how bad is this so-called unruly behavior? What are we talking about exactly? Oh, man, there's such a range of things that happened. Um, 
There are people that will try to open the door in flight. There are people who will not wear a mask and will swear at a flight attendant. Um, it's just like it's just this incredible range of things that are happening. And what the both the people in the aviation industry and the FAA itself say that this is sort of an unprecedented surge in this kind of behavior. Yeah, I was seeing videos online, like on Twitter and stuff, of people having to like hold passengers down because there were like guys trying to, like you said, open the door in, in mid-flight or doing just something or trying to go into the pilot pit. Why, why, why is this happening? Why is this all of a sudden kind of happening? Because you would feel like people would understand the rules of airplanes because airports are super intense and <laughs> airplanes are also really yep. intense when it comes to their rules. So why are we seeing this sudden surge of like rage? What the people that I talked to said was that it, it has to do with a couple things like, you know, alcohol is a big one. Um, and then also the, the requirement to wear masks on planes has had a lot of people sort of, you know, got them riled up. Essentially, they said about 75 percent of that 3,400 cases have to do with conflicts over masks, which was a you know pretty high number. So you have those two things, alcohol you have mass and then you have just ordinary conflicts that seem to just get out of control right there was one case where where there was an apparent you know dispute over a, you know a window shade and you know a woman punches another woman who was holding an infant there was another case where where you know the the charger didn't work and this you know passenger comes you know running up the the aisle and stomps on a flight attendant so you you just have this incredible range is what is the thing that's stuck to me stuck out to me yeah like like this is the only place that these people exhibit this type of behavior come on i think this is just like bringing out not just the worst in people but who people really are unfortunately no it's interesting that you say that because that was one thing that that i also you know notice in all this is it's sort of like some of the problems that are on the ground are just sort of making their way um into the air but the tools for dealing with it are more limited in the air you're talking about having to like strap people down or whatever like that. There, there were a bunch of cases where the flight attendants would actually recruit passengers to, to be sort of like these like police teams, essentially to, to use those, you know, flex cuffs, those plastic handcuffs to, to handcuff a passenger. And, and just the image, I guess, of, of passengers having to be called on to, to help enforce the rules was, was pretty stunning. What about those like secret officers that would be on, on planes just in case like, you know, there was an attack or something like that. Are, are those, are those like non-existent? Do, do those people not like show, show themselves when things happen like this? You know, those are only on a really tiny minority of flights. Like one example is flights that are, are coming into Washington, D.C., um, you know, after the terrorist attacks of 2001, those were put on planes that were flying into Reagan National Airport right in, in downtown D.C. But basically, they're, they're, these are not widespread. It's, it's, a, it's a very small minority of, of planes that have those sort of those air marshals, they call them, or basically the secret, secret officers you're talking about. And they're just most planes don't have them. So how are airlines dealing with this right now? And what are the new rules? Are there any? I mean, so essentially flight attendants have become more aggressive at reporting cases of unruly behavior to the FAA. Um, and then the FAA has has become more aggressive than they, they have been in the past, according to flight attendants, at starting to sort of deal with the cases. The problem is that they've, 
they, the government agency has been, you know, sort of overwhelmed with the high number of these cases and the cases are really slow to, to build. You have to like, you know, get interviews with, with people that saw that what happened. And then the rules allow the, the passengers to have all sorts of different kinds of appeals and the process is very long. So, so, you know, even though there were 3,400 cases so far, they've only completely closed out like seven cases this year so far. So it, it's like the, the flight attendants are more aggressive. FA is starting to do more, but it just is pretty slow still. So with the like uptick of aggression that happens, I, I can't help but think about like how there could be a downside to this where because flight attendants are so on alert that they could be on alert for like the wrong thing of like if they just get into kind of like a, a disagreement with a, a person and it turns into like this whole entire thing and it should never been that way. Because I feel like you see those videos where sometimes it's like a, a flight attendant will like call out or call airport police on someone that didn't really necessarily need it and then there's a whole thread and all these things that happen so what's the balance of making sure like we have an alert on the aggression but then also not kind of alerting just on everything that doesn't really need the the intensity of it no i think that's a really you know really fantastic question right i mean it wasn't that long ago that there was that that kind of crazy case with the the individual on united who was like you know, sort of dragged off the plane and all that, and that created a lot of outrage. So there's totally this this balance of of both trying to protect other passengers and also not, like you said, going overboard on things that shouldn't be dealt with. I mean, I don't I don't know um, if there you know are those kind of cases that that you've described, but yeah. but it certainly would be something that you'd want to watch out for, right? You that you know you wouldn't want to create like a new problem to deal with with this this other problem um so yeah i think that's the fair thing to to, to watch yeah, just all be sure. good people well, Come on. and i also think it's just the type of training because if if, if uh you know flight attendants have to be like black belts now <laughs> i mean it's, it's coming sort of down to that training. Soon. Uh, well thank you michael laris uh who's from the washington post writes about the transformation of the u.s transportation system how about that thanks for being here with us yeah, nice to talk to you. Appreciate it. And safe travels wherever you're going in the future. <laughs> Thank you, you too. <laughs> Coming up, why do you get anxious when you have a hangover and what to do about it that's next? <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Have you ever had anxiety? It's when you're hungover and your hangover leads to anxiety. I don't... I, I, this Does this even really make sense? I don't know. I feel like it only happens to me on a Sunday because I know I have to be back at work on Monday, right? And I'm like, I need more time to get through this. My thing is, if you're getting anxious over a hangover, maybe it's time <laughs> for you to go to, well, like, get some help. Well, here uh, is someone opinion. to help. You know, I'm very, uh, you know, firm yes. about my opinion. Dr. Josh Claypo is back with us, who's a clinical psychologist. Welcome back, Dr. Josh, for this conversation. Good to be back. Uh, interesting, interesting thing to talk about. Huh? I know. So why would a hangover lead to anxiety? Is this normal? Yeah. So there's, I mean, we use the word anxiety, but there's really kind of two things going on. There's these physiological um, effects that are happening because of the alcohol. So if you think about it, alcohol does two things. One, it depresses your central nervous system. It dumps a bunch of dopamine into you, you feel, even though you're hyper, you're, you're, you may feel hyper and good, your system is, is slow down and relaxed. And when you stop taking that alcohol, your system basically does a rebound effect. It's like, hey, wait a minute, I need more of that, I want that, so I'm going to correct myself. And it produces all of the opposite symptoms. So instead of feeling chilled and feeling good, you start feeling nervous and you start feeling anxious. The other thing that's happening is when the alcohol is out of your system, particularly if you've been drinking heavily, your body is saying, I want, I need more. And this has got nothing to do with substance use disorder. This is just drinking. This is, this is kind of the mini withdrawal they talk about. And all of that is physiological, but it does things like increase your heart rate. It makes it more difficult to concentrate. It, it makes you feel kind of uh, on edge. And all those things we interpret as uh, anxiety. I don't know. Call me a little ignorant, but I think if you feel it, uh, anxious, like I said, it feels like, are you anxious over the fact that you just have this random hangover? Are you anxious over the fact that maybe it's turning out to be a repeated behavior that you're freaking out about? Well, so that it's so cool that you said that, Ryan, because what you're doing is, so if you've ever, not that you have ever, this has ever happened to you, um, but if one drinks too much, if you think about it afterwards, you may feel, um, kind of, you have this bad feeling. You've got a headache, you feel a little jittery, or you feel a little uh, upset stomach and just kind of cringy, that kind of stuff. That's just a physiological response. And my, what I'm saying is some people take those symptoms, those physical symptoms, which are also the same symptoms we have when we're feeling anxious, mm -hmm. And they interpret them. They go, oh, my God, I feel anxious. What, what, Ryan, what you're doing is you just, you just feel bad. And the problem is the overlap between the two can make you interpret them as feeling anxious. Mm, yeah, that's so interesting. interesting how, and we, do, we tend to do that a lot. Like, we'll be feeling something that's so associated 
to anxiety for us that we then label it as anxiety. And it's a buzzword. It, I think that's the word anxious, that everyone yeah. is talking about right now in, in the sense of like, even if it isn't like anxiety or the the anxiousness of it all, we're labeling it that and giving it that 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 name when maybe it's not necessary. Yeah, and, I, and it is, you know, it's something that we do have to be careful about. Now, obviously, if you're doing things like, oh, my God, I can't remember what I did last night, and, you know, where did I leave my keys? You know, so you start. Why am I waking up next to this stranger? Yeah, I'll let you survive. Now, that, (laughs) that can produce some anxiety. (laughs) But that kind of, the physical feeling of it, and let me say this, too. Your brain has been suppressed, um, or if you will, depressed, because of the alcohol. And so it's been slowed down. What's happening now after the alcohol leaves your system, it's like this rebound effect mm. and your brain is kind of going faster, which again, people will interpret as feeling anxious. So, so it's all about the interpretation, even though the physical stuff's happening for most of us. Uh, and also I feel like shame could be intertwined in that, that, you know, that's a whole other thing. Uh, absolutely. You put all that together and you can just keep building and building on the physiological effects of the hangover um, and, and again, part of the way you know that is if you've hydrated well, um, if you've sort of done all those things and you're still feeling nervous, if you will, um, or guilty or shameful, now you've got this emotional component that's intertwined with the physiological. You have 30 seconds left. What should people do if they're in this situation? Well, number one, if you don't have an anxiety disorder or anything like that, um, it's going to be temporary. As the hangover cures or, or resolves, so will the anxiety. That's the, probably the most important thing. Number two is if it's happening over and over again, um, A, you may have a problem with the drinking, but B, you may also be developing a, a full-blown, uh, full-blown uh, anxiety disorder. Wow. Well, thanks for the good news. That was Dr. Josh Clefo, a clinical psychologist. We appreciate you as always. (laughs) Take care. Uh, Well, like normal, it's becoming to be like, and your life could be falling apart. But next up. Yeah, we got to keep it moving. The show must go on. That's what they say. um, Athletes are speaking out about their rooms in the Olympic Village, what they're calling out. And it's actually pretty funny. That's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Athletes are coming out about the accommodations in the Olympic Village. Of course, we're hearing about COVID, but now something that's a bit more fun, the beds. So, of course, the accommodations haven't been typically luxurious, but this time they're really not. So some folks are posting pictures of beds on social media, and they're showing that they're made out of cardboard. Cardboard beds. How comfy. Well, it's because... It's been rumored that the Olympic Village is nothing but one big orgy. Yes, and so everyone is saying that this was their way to discourage people from hooking up. Besides the fact that they do have some like COVID regulations happening and distancing. Yeah, like if if you're there, you work your entire life to be there. You've probably disciplined yourself, not partied, not gone out, and you're done. You're going to enjoy yourself. Yeah, this is like a little side note. Speaking of, I've been watching uh, Naomi Osaka's new doc, uh, Netflix docuseries. Oh. It's really good. I started it last night. Oh, I it's, need to do it's that. It's good. I like her a lot. I need a new doc to watch. She's good. Well, here is a Reese McClenahan. I'm probably butchering that. A gymnast on Ireland's Olympic team who um, showed how sturdy the beds are. It's not because they're discouraging people from do it, you know, doing it on those beds. They're actually sturdy, even 
being cardboard. In today's episode of Fake News at the Olympic Games, the beds are meant to be anti-sex. They're made out of cardboard, yes, but apparently they're meant to break at any sudden movements. It's fake, fake news. In today's episode... Fake yeah, news. he was jumping on the bed very hard, as you heard. But yeah, because so many people do hook up, actually at the 2016 Olympics in Brazil, 450,000 condoms were distributed to athletes. A record number. 450,000 condoms? And uh, the real reason why the beds are cardboard is because they're actually going to be recycled into paper products after the Olympics. How about that? Yeah, I mean, shout out to the Olympics. Hopefully um, they don't catch COVID. I think that's the main concern. Yes. um, Who cares about cardboard beds? I don't think they're... I mean, I think, one, that's kind of awful that they're putting them cardboard bed. Shouldn't, like, Olympians be, like, sleeping luxuriously so they, like, they don't have, like, a crook in their neck the next day or, like, a backache the next day? Supposedly they haven't been that luxurious in the past. You would think so. And it also know. costs a lot of money. Tokyo's but yeah. making the Olympics sound like a sweatshop. <laughs> It is. I mean, it's always interesting to see the different countries and the different decisions behind them. What do you think about these cardboard beds? A win or a fail? At LGT Shows, where you can find us on social media. But coming up, the hockey community is showing support for the first active player under an NHL contract to come out as gay. That's next on What's Trending This Hour. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Coming up this hour of Let's Go There, what these women did when they found out they were dating the same person. That's in 15 minutes. We're going to tell you what they did. And of course, uh, they're going viral on social media, as folks do when they do anything publicly these days in a fun story like this. Uh, Plus, a pop star just gave birth the sweet message she shared in the T Report in a moment. But first, let's get into some What's Trending This Hour. After online criticism, Ben & Jerry says it will stop sales in occupied Palestinian territory. Uh, Ben & Jerry's announced that today it will no longer allow its product to be sold in the West Bank and East Jerusalem. The move comes after online criticism caused the company to go silent on social media. And the hashtag, has Ben & Jerry's tweeted yet, has uh, been going viral. And of course, they've been outspoken about politics before, so this is nothing new for the company as well. No. You know... What? Nothing. I was going to say something random. I really want some curly fries. I started working out again. You get hungry every time you talk about food. (laughs) And I started... (laughs) And I was literally sitting here thinking about, wow, I just want some curly fries. But I'm trying to eat better because I don't want to waste my money. Yeah, because you're working out. You need to bring snacks like me. You got to bring the snacks to the studio. I don't know. Now that I'm working out, I feel like I have an extra room for a burger. Do what you got to do. <laughs> you see? <laughs> Whatever your trainer says, that's all. Oh, God. Said. It's so awful. Now, we want to give a big congrats to Luke Prokop, a third-round pick of the Predators in the 2020 draft. He has become the first NHL prospect to come out as gay, and he shared a post on Twitter just thanking everyone for their support and that he's happy that he has been under this journey with the NHL, but this is a new part of his journey to live his authentic life. And that oh is a beautiful God. thing. That's the, the Predators are the Nashville Predators. Oh. That's the Nashville team. I've been to a game. That was I've been to a couple Predators games. I like hockey. It's like, you do. I'm like literally the only black person in the entire skating rink, but you know, it works. 
is uh, it is easier f- to follow as a game than others. Like, I have a hard oh, time following. Is it? I don't know. I didn't watch the game. I just was screaming when everyone was screaming. Well, yeah, because it's like the puck goes to this side and then it gets into the, into the what's so it called, like the net. So, like most sports, <laughs> you're just throwing something in some No, hole. I feel like, Anna, like, football's a bit difficult because, like, you, ke- you keep having to go to one side and then the other and you do it in little bits. Like, you're not just, you're not going in the middle and then just putting it in the net. This is the worst description of sports. Did someone just call? Why would you do that? Okay. I thought we had a fan. Just saying. Finally, two transgender Montanans filed a lawsuit Friday against the state over a new law that requires trans people who want to change the gender marker on their ID to prove that they've had genital surgery. The law was signed by Republican Governor Greg Gian. Forte in April, and Montanans Amelia Marquez, a transgender woman, and John Doe, a transgender man, argue in their lawsuit that the measure violates their constitutional rights to privacy, equal protection of the law, and due process. They are being represented by the ACLU. We'll continue to uh, follow and cover this story. And that was What's Trending This Hour, What's Happening in Entertainment News, Ryan. All right, so Halsey had her baby. It's yes. time for the Tea Report, those pop culture stories trending right now. Months after announcing her pre- pregnancy to surprise fans, uh, she just finally welcomed her baby into what she describes as the new Americana. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, she gave birth to her first child with her boyfriend, Alev, named Ender Ridley Aiden on July 14th. Oh, he's a cancer. Well, that sucks. He missed Leo season. Um, She wrote this on her Instagram. Gratitude for the most rare and euphoric birth powered by love. Um, Now, Halsey didn't reveal the sex of the newborn yet, um, but Ender is a popular male Turkish name that means rare, um, but that still Mm. doesn't mean anything. I feel like Ender is a really cute unisex name. Like yeah. Ender, it's E N D E R. It is cute. What What does she mean by the most unique birthing experience or rare? Euphoric, rare. for the most rare and euphoric rare. birth. I don't know. Maybe it came out of her mouth or something. I'm interested. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I want to know. Um, she, yeah, I'm, and of course, you know, her whole entire uh, album release thing was her um, kind of really. You know, making sure to bring awareness to uh, postpartum and just pregnant bodies, and um, yeah, I'm super excited for her. It's 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 been great. We I, we still don't know how long her and this guy have been together, but um, it doesn't really matter Seems as long as they're happy. During the pandemic, at least we know that. Yeah, she's had a lot of. If you know her story, she's had a lot of pregnancy issues where mm. she's had miscarriages, yep. and she's been very outspoken about it. And so I'm just happy that she she has their uh, her little one and. Um, yeah, I can't wait. The, the, I mean, the baby looks small. Uh, we don't know That's if the baby's, baby's cute. Are. But you know, newborn babies are ugly. Some I don't are. care. I'm always surprised when there's a there, cute one. The only cute newborn baby there was was Blue Ivy Carter, and she was still ugly. It's Yeah, it's hard to know if they're going to end up being really cute. Yeah, but most newborns look like aliens. You can't tell me. Everyone's going to be biased, but all newborns look like aliens. I feel like I agree, but I've seen some recent ones, and I'm like, oh, they're kind of how how recent were they? Were they fresh I out? I don't know. I'm or was not it an like expert. Because you know, as if it becomes a month, they grow into themselves a of little course. bit. But then that first week, ET. Yeah, because they're they are they are like alien creatures coming onto this earth. Nah, I wasn't going that far. I just said they look like aliens. I wasn't saying that was <laughs> Let's like get real. Here. I don't know. It wasn't like Independence Day or something. <laughs> All right, that's your T report. We got more coming up next hour. Next up, what to do if your friend has main character syndrome and what to do about it? That's next. 
is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. We like to cover trends and buzz terms over here. Well, there's a new one being thrown around. It's called main character syndrome. That made us sound so lame. What? We like to cover all the trends and buzzwords. <laughs> that made us sound so lame. Whatever you think, Ryan. <laughs> it's our job to make it cool. No. Uh... <laughs> Jessica Jackson is with us, who's a licensed professional counselor working as a racial trauma healing practitioner and life coach. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So what is main character syndrome exactly? And is it different from main character energy? Yes. So main character syndrome is kind of like the dark side, the kind of the villain. (laughs) Um, So main character energy is something that I really encourage everyone to have, Mm -hmm. where you're taking ownership of your life. You're really deciding and directing what you want to happen. Um, A main character syndrome is someone who is, um, they could be labeled all kinds of ways, but really someone who's just very, self-centered, um, does not really know how to be a team player or a giver as a friend. Um, just everything is about them. And so there could be a variety of reasons for that. But that's not really usually what we want people to strive towards. It sounds like you're describing the United States of America. <laughs> U.S. has a main character syndrome. I'm like, yeah, that's what it sounds like. So my thing is, how do you call this behavior out, especially with your friends? Because if someone if who has this, clearly they are. I want well, that a. The, you're the doctor here, but I'm, I, you know, they kind of, they're selfish, they're narcissistic, they can dim in those ways where it can, they can automatically take offense of being like, why are you saying these things about me? So how do you call that out? Right. Um, so it looks different because like most things with mental health, it is on a spectrum. So you might have someone who maybe they just went through something really difficult in life. And so this is the first time it gets to be about them. And so they're not self-aware. And so for that For anyone that's your friend or a loved one that you care about, that you desire to have a relationship with, I believe in calling that person in and just saying, hey, these are the things I'm noticing. You know, what do you feel like is going on? And if there seems to be like a moment where they're listening, (laughs) there's care, we can work with that. But if there's not and it's really invalidated and the behavior is continuing and other people that you know are experiencing the same thing, then there are all kinds of ways that you can choose to navigate that relationship if you want to even continue that relationship. Definitely. Are we seeing this more now also because of social media? I feel like all of us are pushing ourselves, yeah, to be the main character in our lives and like building our brand. And then you could kind of get stuck in your own bubble around that, like your your own reality show. Mm. Yeah, I think it looks different. I think it looks different for older generations. There was a version of really kind of a selfishness that would exist, but it was more of, um, it wasn't as visible because we didn't have social media. And normally a person that has some of those narcissistic traits to everyone else on the outside, they appear like really outgoing, fun people. It's the people close to them. 
that are aware of more of those darker traits. So I think now with um, social media and people feeling the need to curate the reels of their life and not really what they're going through, we might see some of it a little bit more. And I think that, you know, with pop culture, the language for it changes. Um, But I don't know if we're seeing more of it now, if we're just more aware of it. Are there any positives of having this kind of main character syndrome? Because I do think about, and maybe that's just like the energy of it all, where you kind of know who you are as a person. But like, even if you're thinking about like a a group of people who are often, let's talk, say marginalized. And let's say that group of people Mm want to automatically step into their main character syndrome, because guess what? They've told they were always the side characters. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah. Yes, I agree. And I call that main character energy because we certainly have those people who have been minoritized, who have not, who've kind of not been able to really um, have things be about them. Maybe they had siblings they had to care for. Um, Maybe they've always had friends that are going through a difficult time. Um, So I don't think there's anything wrong with being a main character energy person who is confident and is self-aware. So I think of like Hey Arnold. Um, Ooh, that dates me, but um, if anyone watched Hey Arnold, Hey Arnold, I mean, Arnold is one of the characters, but you also have Helga and you've got uh, Harold. And whenever the episode was about one of the friends, it was all about them. It was all about Helga. Arnold was not the main character. And I think of it like that, right? So everyone has their own kind of world and their own life. And it's more about taking ownership and not always... I don't know, um, sitting aside or thinking that other people's views are more important or other people's voices are more valid. Um, it's kind of about having that balance where you recognize I'm worthy, I'm important, and so are the other people in my life. Definitely. And you have a webinar about this coming up. Like, how do you teach people about this? Yeah. So um, in counseling, I mean, if someone really feels like this is something that maybe they've struggled with or that they want a little bit more assistance, they could certainly work with a professional like a life coach or a counselor. I have a webinar coming up on August 8th at 3 p.m. So it's pay what you can. So if you can't pay anything, then that's cool. Um, It's free. And then just come in and so we'll be going over some of the things to kind of look for and realize in yourself and um, some worksheets and things like that that people can utilize after the workshop to continue that practice. But really, I think if it's something someone is struggling with, then finding a professional that can kind of walk them through it because every situation is so different. You think main characters are going to be aware enough to be like, I need your webinar? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so the webinar is for people who want main character energy. Yes, that's what I I want. There we go. Period. Yeah. Well, we love mm-hmm. that. And thank you for um, differentiating the two because there is a difference. And we hope this has inspired some Ooh, folks who need I, it. Can I, do you know anything about astrology? Like what sign do you think gives main character <laughs> energy? <laughs> uh, I'm a Scorpio, so I would say that. But no. There you go. Um, <laughs> I, love I that. do not know that much about astrology. I, love it. Yeah. I was going to say Leos give main character energy. But, you know, that's just who we are. I'm being a Leo right now. Thanks. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Jessica Jackson. Uh, she is a licensed professional counselor working as a racial trauma healing practitioner and life coach. Check out her webinar on main character energy, too. What's your website, by the way, or Instagram? Yeah, my uh, website is www.jessicajacksoncounseling.com. Amazing. And then um, an Instagram handle is Miss MS underscore Jessica J. Amazing. Thanks again. 
Thank you. Coming up, three women discovered they were all dating the same man. What they did next is getting a lot of attention on social media. That's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Three women who discovered they were all dating the same man. Uh-huh. Well, guess what they decided to do? Why? Not approach them all, um, approach him and just like out him. They decided to move into an old school bus together after they all ditched him. And now they're driving across the U.S. in their um, bus together. They're basically on a road trip. And they're like buddies now. Someone needs to tell that they've already made this movie. What is it called? The other woman, Cameron Diaz. It was an incredible film. 2014. The highlight and pinnacle of of movies. Nicki Minaj was also in that movie. Oh. That was her first acting role. Hey. Um, But yeah, that's literally the romance comedy that we've already gotten. Well, these three who, um, the youngest is 18, the oldest is 21. We know the range, okay? They all thought they were in an exclusive relationship with the same guy. They haven't named this guy, by the way. Okay. You know? They're waiting for their Today Show exclusive, I guess. I don't know. Uh, And one of them discovered that he was dating at least six other women in December. And so... I mean, to be honest, he must have a type because if they (laughs) all were okay with going on a bus together... And like being like, oh, let's become best friends. And he must date similar girls. Well, when you look at the picture, it does feel like sister wives vibe. I mean, they're all blonde. It's a little strange. They all look like, they, they do look like sisters. Yeah. It's very Are strange. They no, they're not <laughs> sisters. And so, um, you know, now they've gone viral. They, they have this Instagram that has over like 40,000 Instagram followers. And so they're now, I guess, like building a brand as these um, exes who are travelers across the country. No, it's really interesting. I saw something online where um, they were uh, people were saying, well, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if it's going to come out. But like, it was, oh, yeah. It was what? The news about like they were tur- this got tur- is being turned into a movie. Already? Yeah. This whole thing. And there's no script or anything. And it's just... Oh, I'm sure. What's so... I, to be honest, I still don't get what's, like, the interesting part of it. It's just like, oh, we're in a bus. It's like the, the idea of, like, revenge. This is, like, the... Yeah, the revenge. Of, what are, are they sleeping with each other? What's the revenge That would be the part? added part. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, no, it's like that the they're, they're enjoying the life of their dreams Single, on this bus, seeing the country. Lonely, <laughs> on a bus. The bus is nice, though. Kind of looks like the mystery band, but like upscale. I hope that at least they have toys on the bus that they can at least. And did they pay themselves. for this bus? Oh my god, not pleasure! Oh my god, sure. We're, I'm just. Kidding. I mean, I hope. What turn did we well, take? Well, they're, they're still single pivot. and just you know doing their own thing. But, I just don't yes. think living on a bus seems fun. But these are. Yeah, one of them's a lesbian. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which one, but if you see the picture, you'll know. So one of them said, because now they're doing all these interviews, they said, it's true, it's true. I think more than anything, this was some sort of weird blessing. I think at face value, a lot of people think we're doing just this out of spite to our ex. But no, this is very authentically us following our dreams and taking opportunities. And we're excited about it. What we're doing is so not for revenge. I don't think that at all. I just think y'all were all lonely and was just like, well, let's do this. Let's go tell our story. This I bus feel is really nice. It, it, they did they a good job. Hardwood floor in the bus. Oh yeah, it's this like, bus looks better than my apartment. It's like an interior decorating series of a bus, that type of situation. If you looked, inside and it looks the like bus. a regular school bus, but it's uh, 
I mean, the outside looks like a regular school bus, but it's renovated inside. It's really nice. Wouldn't it suck? Because they're in this VW bus. Wouldn't it suck if like VW is launching their like travel No, it's buses? not a VW bus. It's, it's a, literally a school bus. I'm looking at the photos right now. Yeah, a V. Oh, but, no, okay. it, it's, yeah. a, it's like one of those school buses that I took when I was in school. Well, it would suck if there was a brand behind this, let me tell you. And it was all a lie. I don't want this. I don't. I don't want this to blow up even more. I don't. Well, it I don't is Ryan. It's already happening. A movie. I. I don't. There's nothing interesting about this to me, except for the decorating tips. If they want to start an Instagram about decorating <laughs> tips, I'm all for it. And they also, I guess, share all their clothes because they pretty much are wearing the same thing. Get a, a lot of benefits. Get a lot a of benefits. They need to get. They need to go into therapy. At LGT Show is where you can find us on social media. Let us know what you think of these uh, sisters, yeah. traveling sisters, and let us know who you think the lesbian is once you see the photos. <laughs> Lordy, I'm really interested in everyone's hot take. But coming up, <laughs> I'm sure you are. Why are American children starting to act British? This gets weirder. I and weirder. love that. That's, Hello. That's next. Good day, mate. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Parents across the U.S. are saying their children are getting British accents because of Peppa Pig, which is a children's animated series, right? I wasn't uh, as aware of. I've heard of Peppa Pig, but I wasn't too up with the Peppa Pig. I mean, she had a big moment last year. Everyone was kind of obsessed with Peppa. She came out with her first album. Or maybe it wasn't last year. It was 2019, I believe, Spotify said. Got it. Because um, it is one of my favorite albums. And it was most definitely robbed on the Grammys. But it's okay. You know, she moves on. She's strong. She's thrives. Okay. And she's going to do what a pig does, which is slay. She's got main character energy. <laughs> yes. She does. So here it is. Here's a parent talking about how their kid has a British accent now from watching the show. This is from TikTok, by the way. At Cult of Dom posted this. I decided to refilm this to better explain. Um, My daughter has what I would call the Peppa Pig British accent. As you can tell, I am not British, unfortunately. Um, And my husband is actually from Japan, uh, but my daughter speaks in a fully British accent. She speaks in a British accent at all times. And so I thought I'd just attach some examples here. How clever. Daddy, are you okay? Are you okay? Sorry, we can't. Oh, well, isn't that just adorable? You know... Here's the thing. There's so many different ways I'm thinking about this. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's really interesting because obviously in the year of quarantine, kids didn't have any other social connections besides like their family or what they were watching. So if a parent was just like working and then they were just putting on Peppa Pig all the time, that's kind of like a part of their development now. Yep. That's the voices that they're hearing, which could really implement it. And then the worst case scenario is there's a brain tumor and they really oh, need God. to go. No, seriously, well, that's a, that, that was that's an episode a... on Grey's Anatomy where when you have like a, um, where when you start let's, to let's speak out. diagnose this, this I, that's uh, why I said there was a, there was a positive tumor. and there was a worst case scenario. Hopefully, the best case scenario is just her like having a moment where you know socially she was around Peppa Pig so much. But then also you got to think about the other thing. It could be a brain tumor. Oh, producer Vanessa. Has okay. To say. What I'm thinking about is um, how much TV did they let this child watch? Right. Do you know how much work a parent has to do during the day? 
That's probably like a six-hour day. I'm saying. That's so, a lot of TV for her to develop an accent. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, <laughs> you know, that it's... exactly what I'm talking I about. Won- Go over there and watch TV. <laughs> I wonder, these pandemic babies, yeah, like, are, is this going to be a long-term thing? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If she doesn't... That's the thing. If she... That's how you know it's serious. I mean, I'm having a serious moment here. If she's like, gets to like age seven and she still has a British accent, because no one at seven is watching Peppa Pig still. I'm, I'm hoping that. But if you are, cool. That's fine. No judgment. But if she is and she still has the accent, cool. But if she isn't and she still has the accent, rush her to the hospital immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your diagnosis, Ryan. I'm just looking out for it. Actually, by the way, not to digress, but there is something called the foreign accent syndrome. D- when you start to speak with a different accent, but it's usually from a head injury, stroke, or some other type of damage to I'm the brain. I'm telling you, that's it's literally... It's a rare, but it's a real condition. I'm, yes. Y'all thought I was joking. Grace Anatomy don't lie. But, like, this is from actually, yeah, being around... Like, all right, so according... But we don't know that yet. According to experts who have been looking into this and being interviewed uh, about it for, like, the Guardian, this person said typically that kids develop an accent of the community they are around by interactions, not by watching. But I don't know, this new generation switching things up. I mean, when you're around that television for so long, or watch, even if it's on an iPad, because they have full episodes on YouTube, we just found out, because um, we were looking up Peppa Pig moments. If you want another nice Peppa Pig moment, here's her theme, like her theme poem. This is what they, they, she talks in a British accent. Yeah, yeah. I'm Peppa Pig. This is my little brother George. This is Mummy Pig. And this is Daddy Pig. Oh my god, the snorts are intense. You have to stop with the pig discrimination. It's really offensive. Peppa well, doesn't work this hard for you to be discriminated against. And hey, it's her obviously her working. She's making a ton of money. Yeah. Maybe I need to be snorting for I mean, we can we could be talking about snorting and other things. That could be totally different things in other contexts. Let us know. Have you been seeing this Peppa effect? Has it been happening in your community at LGT shows? Yes, maybe keep us? a close watch on her because who knows? It could be that syndrome you're talking about. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We're wrapping up the shows we always do with our Yaz Queen of the day. Yes, Queen. So first, let's talk about Lena Bloom, the first openly transgender woman to cover the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, looking beautiful. And, uh, you know, she started doing this back in 1997 and getting interested in this. Oh, yeah, of course. Everybody, because of Tyra Banks and and the grounds that she broke... Every woman of color probably has looked at, you know, uh, the what's the SI, Sports Illustrated, as like a, such a moment. And so to see, you know, uh, Lena doing something like this is just so incredible. I mean, she's groundbreaking. And yeah. She's also groundbreaking in Hollywood, too. Like, she's uh-huh. done some incredible stuff. Well, she posted all about it. She says, when I first got told I was doing the cover, I spoke to my dad. I was like, when I was looking at that magazine, I was looking into my future. And this is that moment that you described. Uh, you were giving me the tools I needed to see myself to know that I could be there, that I could inspire, that one day I could be part of this. How sweet is that? So check out her Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Do you think her dad has a copy? Isn't that kind of weird? <laughs> sure. <laughs> her dad's probably like, that's the one thing I probably won't buy, babes, but I'm very proud oh, no, of it. It seems like, yeah, he's into it. Uh, and another yes, we can go to. it. <laughs> I don't know. No uh, judgment there. Uh, Megan the Stallion is the first rapper to cover Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue as well. She was revealed as one of the three new cover stars. 
And that makes her the first female rapper to do that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, the other cover star was Naomi Osaka. That's amazing. Yeah, there was All three. good individuals and women. That's great. Megan took to Instagram sharing this history-making moment also, saying, um, I want to thank all the strong women in my life who inspired me to love my body and live my best hot girl life. It means the world to me to be on this cover. Dream come true. Yes. She looks amazing, and she did an interview with Tyra Banks. Um, I can't wait to watch that full video, but um, yeah, it's it's just really cute to see those two together, so I'm excited to oh, watch. Where's Tyra doing all these videos? Well, no, she didn't. It was a Sports Illustrated thing. Tyra, because oh. Tyra was also the yeah, first. Yeah, okay, got it. And Megan's the first, and, and you know, and so Thank it was you. kind of like a perfect pairing. Okay, yeah. love that. Well, that was our Yaz Queen of the Day. Yeah. Yes, Queen. And guess what? We are back tomorrow weekdays here on Channel Q, live 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern. On tomorrow's show, we're going to be talking about California putting in money towards LGBTQ education, but what does that actually look like? Plus, what does safer sex look like also in a post-pandemic world? Yes, yeah, so education and sexual education. All of it here on Let's Go There. If you miss any of our shows or interviews, we post everything as a podcast. Just go to the Odyssey app or where podcasts are available and search Let's Go There. We are sending you love and light. And honey, remember to slay. Now stick around for Love Line with Dr. Chris where he's covering how to flirt. That's next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.